0: I don't even know if I'd want to date somebody my age or older because, A, I don't know if they could keep up. I don't want to sit on the couch and and just watch TV all the time. I like to do a lot of things. The one thing that struck me that you
1: said was that you're not looking for someone to move in with, get married and all that kind of stuff. And that's like my dream, right? I've always had this dream. Take a girl
2: and a guy and they fall madly in love and form a family. Sprinkle in some counseling degrees and a doctorate, a dream of transforming relationships as we know it. And 20 years later, we give you power couple, Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. And this is their podcast, Couples Synergy.
3: Welcome back to another episode of Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean. I'm Dr. Ray.
2: And I'm Jean. And this is our podcast about love, marriage and relationships.
3: Check us out online at couplesynergy.com and be sure to subscribe to our podcast or send us any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear more about. And now on to Couple Synergy, an in-depth look at love, marriage, and relationships, where we bring you our experiences with working with thousands of couples for over 15 years.
2: You know, every day we get to hear intimate details about a couple's celebrations, disappointments, and everyday challenges. We've often wished these stories were shared because we know we are more similar than different and so we not only created an avenue where you can hear about people's intimate lives, but an atmosphere where people come over to our home pub,
3: pour a drink and share their stories. People like today's guests, Betsy and Rachel, welcome to our podcast. Thank Thanks you. for having me. Thank you so much for being here, guys. And the topic for today is dating. <laughs> and so we thought we'd bring you ladies here and kind of maybe be able to offer some of your insights into dating. But before we get to that, can you guys tell us how old are you? A little bit about yourselves. What do you guys do for a living?
0: You want to go first? Sure. Okay. Well, I'm Betsy and I'm 74 years old and I've been married twice and I've been single 30, almost 33 years. Oh. I have two grown sons, 50 and 47, and I have six grandkids. Jewelry designer. I love my life. I have wonderful friends. And a master networker. I'm a big, (laughs) I'm a big networker. Yes, you are. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) So Rachel Anderson, I'm 41. I am single, no kids, never been married. I just took up dancing not that long ago, which I really love. Cool. Uh, What kind of dancing? Um, well, right now it's salsa. I've got rumba, tango, which I love. I went there originally uh, for swing, so cool, yeah, but just I'm always dabbling into something, so keep myself busy.
3: That's awesome.
1: So how old were each of you when you went on your very
0: first date? <laughs> I think I was um seventh grade. Seventh grade, not oh not sh- out, <laughs> out in a car and maybe to a movie huh. on a bus with some boy in my class, <laughs> but not a date like we think of it today.
3: What would be a date today? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know. It's been a while. <laughs> oh, totally, totally,
3: totally different. Totally different. Yeah. So seventh grade, that was your first date going to In a movie? In broad sense of the word. the broad sense mm-hmm. of the word. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. If I had to nail down an actual date, I think that was like senior year. Mm-hmm. So I was always a late bloomer. So I, I, I had my little boyfriends and everything, but to actually go on a, a date like where I was actually nervous and getting dressed and going somewhere. Yeah. I remember it vividly.
3: <laughs> 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 I think... My first date would probably be freshman year in high school.
0: Yeah, I think so, too.
3: For you? Maybe I'll amend yeah. mine
0: to being freshman.
3: Amend yours to be freshman? I year. will
0: amend mine to be freshman.
3: Okay, because?
0: Mm. No, because I, I think that's that's
3: correct. That's correct. Okay.
0: Yeah, when I was in grade
2: school, I had a boyfriend, but yeah, that was it, more of like was a group. A, and, yeah, you yeah. didn't like yeah. pair off somewhere right so yeah my guy took me to a he took me skiing snow skiing and he was pretty serious he had just bought new skis and i ran over his skis
3: (laughs)
0: wow
3: (laughs) i mean that's pretty involved like you have to go up to like wilmot mountain or something from here Mm -hmm. and then it's like a whole day
2: oh we go at night after after like a friday night
3: Uh uh-huh you never did that not not for a date No, <laughs> went to the movies or something, right? And you're, you're a freshman, your parents are driving you too. So, right.
0: and then you go and sit in the balcony.
3: And well, we didn't have balconies.
0: Oh, oh in my hometown, we had balconies. Hmm.
3: Balconies for the movie theater?
0: Yeah.
3: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Wait, when you guys go out on dates, what are you looking for in someone?
1: Well, that, that has been an ever changing situation for me. I know that I date a lot different than I used to, even just in the last couple of years. So you're, are you talking currently or what was I? What's changed and what's current? Okay. Well, so I, I definitely, I just had a, a really good experience on a date and it was more like, how I came to the table. It was more like, would this person be a good friend, you know, and sitting down and talking to them about themselves and way less about like what I look like, you know, like sexual energy, that kind of thing that was kind of like not on the table. It was more like two people meeting, seeing, you know, what we agree on, what we maybe don't agree on or, you know, what we like about each other. So that was a, a new kind of day for me. And in the past, it would have been more, it would be more pomp and circumstance. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, how am I presenting myself, you know, making sure every inch is perfected before you go out and then just, you know, will I pass the grade or something? So I think putting a lot more emphasis on that moment, like that cru- making it a crucial moment rather than something that can graduate. Mm-hmm. So that'd be the difference now.
3: And, and how did you meet this guy, this particular?
1: Just happened upon him and he, he said I was beautiful and asked me mm-hmm. for my number. It was as easy as that. <laughs> so it wasn't
3: like a dating app or nope. online.
1: Like I'm I, not doing any of that. I, I'm watching my my friend, her going down in flames in a lot of unusual ways right now. Like it's it's funny. Like I remember when I did do dating apps, that was hilarious. You know, like I always had a good story. My hairdressers couldn't wait to see me because they would get to hear the next crazy thing that happened. <laughs> so it was always, you know, there was always something unusual that had happened or uh-huh. or just the story of meeting somebody, you know. But this time around, I just I've just been taking care of myself, doing my own thing, figuring out, you know, what I want to do with my time, and I said I'll meet somebody on the way, I'm sure. And that's kind of how it happens where you're at.
3: Yeah. Just just casually going about it. That yeah, drives, yeah. And just, yeah. you know,
1: having my eyes open too. you know, it doesn't, you can distract yourself with everything that you're doing, but just, you know, making sure you are connecting with people and mm-hmm. if you are interested, you know, pay attention. So, you know, it's not, it's not a distraction.
3: Yeah. You know, it's, it's a very interesting concept, the whole online dating thing. And, you know, when we, when we met that, it didn't even exist. No, you did that. Well, it wasn't online what dating. Was great
2: expectations. Yeah, that
3: was. Um, yeah, there was a like. It was almost dating, like matchmakers. Yeah, dating service type of thing. Yeah, that was before online dating. That not was the brief. phone
1: calls though. Do you remember the phone messages that you could do? No, that was like, I was. I don't know if a friend was doing that or something, but it or maybe my sister that you would leave a message on a phone line and people could listen to your. Really, description of yourself, you know, pre computer
3: that's wild
1: kind of the same idea, except you do get to hear their voice, right? And, right, yeah, pick that way. So
3: that's interesting, right? To yeah. be able to select a partner based on just the their voice.
1: voice,
0: yeah, right. Mm-hmm. How about for you, Betsy? I think that I was in an adult mode until I was 40 because I back in the day, all of my friends, we all graduated from college in June. We all got married that summer. And then we all went and taught school. That was the expectation. And then after you teach school for a couple of years, then you get pregnant, you have your first baby, you have a house. And that was,
3: that was the formula. That
0: was the way it was. Mm -hmm. And it's, it wasn't a good formula because it you just felt so boxed in because you wanted to please. Mm. And um, so anyway, when I, after I got divorced the second time, I, I was around 40. I had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I had a, I had a, cause I didn't do anything until I got married. So I, I mean, I really, I got to date and I hadn't really dated because mm-hmm. I'd been with two men for so many years. So I went to, these places, it's called Studebaker's. Mm-hmm. That was Studebakers. Walter, Walter Payton's place. It right. was in Schaumburg. Mm-hmm. And it was really fun because it was a safe place that you could come in there at 1130 at night. And you didn't have to worry about walking through the parking lot. No one was going to club me over the head and stuff me in a car. <laughs> and it, it, I don't know. I mean, we all kind of dated within that place. It was it, we just could meet some nice guys. And then mm-hmm. there was a place called the living room. Mm-hmm. And that was part of the Hyatt. Yeah, right, right. And then that, when that closed, that closed off really the social life for older people mm. because there just aren't places around unless you want to do line dancing, you can go to the Cadillac Ranch. Sure. I don't know. I'm not into that. So, so I joined a lot of activities. I'm very big in two local chambers if you will Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and those activities consume most of my life i would say and most and my friends are all in those groups and the men are all i i didn't join them to date or anything i know all these men and i see them all the time and they're married or else you know it's just i i don't know it's just don't like to
3: Makes business with pleasure.
0: No, no, no. It just, it's it's not happened. It's uh-huh. not happened, and I think it's because the men who are my age, they are interested in younger women, mm. and there. And if there is somebody my age, I don't even know if I'd want to date somebody my age or older because, a, I don't know if they could keep up. I don't want to sit on the couch and and just watch TV all the time. I like to do a lot of things, Mm -hmm. very busy, very active, very busy. And so that would be that would be a problem. And then if you start to get serious with a guy that would be close to my age, then his kids get all crazy that you're going to take you're going to get serious with their dad and you're going to take away their inheritance. Mm. (laughs) Serious. And and, you know, I I don't want that. If I found someone to go out with, it would have to be probably somebody. Younger, appropriate. And it would, I don't want to live with anybody. I don't want anybody to live with me. I just, I just, I don't want to be married. Mm -hmm. I just, I just want someone just to go to a movie or. Vacation. Well, yeah, just mostly companionship. And, and the men my age that I have chatted with or dated or whatever. I mean, they, they want to be with these. Girls that are all big-breasted. <laughs> and, and you know, and I say, but you know what? In the morning, I can make a sentence with a subject and a verb, and I can make breakfast. <laughs> and that's just, that's just always a big joke. It's always a big joke. But I don't know. I've always, my dating thing has mostly been with younger, appropriate-aged men.
3: What's appropriate?
0: Probably 10 years. 10 years? I I, I shouldn't, you know, I don't know that there's a stipulation you can put on Mm there. Because as you age, it's not, it's just not that important anymore. When you're younger, I was afraid to be alone. Mm. I was so used to having people make decisions for me. and, and, And so now I'm alone and I have kids and I'm making all these decisions myself. And I was really, it was very apprehensive living. Mm-hmm. And as you age, I personally have found that I'm very happy with myself being alone. Mm. I don't mind a Friday night or a Saturday night alone. About well, back in the day, I'd rather be dead than be home on a Friday night <laughs> <laughs> or a Saturday night. You know, I I, I didn't know good was. for you, but now it's now it's changed a lot. And I don't know. I'm I'm at peace. I think because I've got good kids. I've got great grandkids. My social life is my personal friends there. I told them that this is kind of funny. I said, well, you know, my friends are all younger because they're all working still working, working. And so obviously they're a lot younger than I am. And I said, well, you guys, my job is to teach you about making sure you get your single shot uh, making sure you get both of them, making sure you get your flu shot, you know, the mother thing. Whereas <laughs> mother I said you, Your guys, your job is to take care of me when something happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> over the summer when I had that accident, I mean, mm-hmm. everybody just jumped to be helpful.
3: That's awesome.
0: It was pretty spectacular. Friend, your women friends become so important. Not the men so much, the women. Not the men so much. <laughs> Has that yeah. been your experience too?
1: for for
0: my friends yeah
1: i was actually just talking to my uh, sister about this that i have lots of friend connections with women but yeah men not so much and i i have like some really important men in my life right now and i'm paying them for certain things <laughs> so like <laughs> dance lessons and therapy I have a relationship therapist that I talk to once in a while and I kind of laugh about the fact that I have to pay all of them <laughs> <laughs> to be involved but I they're like crucial too, you know to not um, make that us versus them mm-hmm. thing happen so they all lend support in so many ways oh yeah and my massage therapist that's a guy so yeah th- I think I, the one thing that struck me that you said was that you're not looking for someone to move in with, get married and all that kind of stuff. And that's like my dream. Right. I've always had this dream, like not that I really wanted it in my 20s or anything very quickly, but I always have a picture in my mind. And it's it's funny. I kind of battle it of my my grandmother. She had 10 kids. So and that whole family structure, Mm. you know, and I I I kind of started traveling later, like in my thirties. And, you know, the kids didn't come, you know, and I had a long term relationship and it didn't come at that point, didn't get married at that point. So I filled my life up with all sorts of other things, even to present day. And so, you know, yeah, I, I would still like that. I would still like that moment to be able to, you know, connect, be with someone. And like for, you know, end goal would be to travel the world. So go out and explore you know, do life, share my life as it is with someone else and and see what else it can be too. So I
0: I didn't get that at the forefront. So now I'm looking for it at the end. And I get chastised because I'm told you put that out there into the universe and that's what comes back to you. Mm -hmm. You don't want to do this. You don't want to do this. You don't want to do this. And I don't know, I guess you just don't want to go through the hurt and the pain and, and I had a long-term relationship um, up until the la- eight years ago. And that lasted over eight years. Mm-hmm. And I had to fly up to, I flew up to Alaska every month for eight years. Wow. Because he lived up there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. And that was pretty cool. It was very wonderful. Mm-hmm. And um, I really fell in love. That was, mm-hmm. You know, but things happen and things change. And so I, I don't know. I guess I just don't want to go through that sharing of, you have to divide up your stuff and go through all that. And, and another thing is that I have in my bedroom a whole wall of purses that are vintage, from mesh purses from the 1800s. Oh. And most guys don't think that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> my place is a woman's place. They probably don't know the value. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's true. Right. My place is a woman's place. Mm-hmm. We we've talked about that too, that if something
2: happened to one of us that I don't I don't think I would couple up again.
3: I mean we it's uh, it'd be really work. hard. It would be really hard. And because yeah. of what we've built together. I mean, not only do we have this relationship, you know, twenty one years now, but we also have a business too, you know. So we work together. We were with
2: and, each and other. We're in the all business of the working time. with people in relationships. Right, exactly. <laughs> so we
0: work on ours like you know? But you love each other and you respect each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's right. not just a business. I mean, you guys are entwined so many levels. Yeah.
3: Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. You know, you, you were you were talking about earlier, Studebaker's living room and kind of meeting, you know, guys in that kind of place, right? Like the bar scene. I don't think you could do that anymore.
0: No, you could not go to a bar now and right. leave your purse on a table, go dance, leave your drinks. You don't have to put a napkin over your drink. <laughs> you, you just left your drink, your purse, you went out and danced, you kibitzed around, you came back. Not a big deal. Nowadays, you wouldn't even think of that.
2: When you were, when you were in your earlier 20s, <clears throat>
0: What was it like for women in bars back then? I don't know, because when I was in my 20s, I wasn't in a bar. I was yeah. married. Yeah, I, I think you saw this and shift I didn't of, have for that. women. I didn't have that. And mm-hmm. that was pre- the Even in college. Breakers. Oh, and in college. Oh, yeah, I dated in college. But I was, was there a bar scene? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, there was a bar scene in college. Mm-hmm. But I've never been a, a drinker, per se. So that that thing never Interested mm-hmm. me that much because I saw what happens when women drink, and I don't think women who get overserved are that attractive. <laughs> and, and you know, really, Guys aren't either. But you know what? <laughs> Actually, you know, sometimes it's it's more fun, but more interesting to watch other people when they get overserved mm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just say, you know, I don't want to do that. Sure. <laughs> Not to be judgmental, but it was a personal choice.
1: In college, I I definitely am like a serial monogamist. So, well, I'm dating now, which is a little different, but throughout my life, it's been that. So, you know, when I liked someone, I stuck with them. So I didn't do a whole lot of bar scene besides not having a whole lot of money when I was in college. So, you know, I met somebody maybe two years in and I stayed with them for four. So you know, then out of that into an eight year relationship, you know, kind of long term relationships going on. So I didn't really hit the bar scene until I was in my 30s. It's interesting. <laughs>
2: <laughs> do you do you meet people like that? Or did you?
1: I did. I think that you can you can get really negative about what you would think that men wanted. And you think it's what you're probably thinking which is just sex and all of that so like you meet somebody and they're just wanting the casual like everything everything has to be super casual so luckily for me my view is changing meaning I'm seeing other people that are not like that but in general I think I was focused on the people who could prove me right so like if you're going to go to the bar scene you're probably going to see a lot of people that are just trying to for the hookup and all of that so is that true on the apps as well I think so. Um, I, I know that's what my my friend is experiencing. And when I did it the last time, I don't know, I, I think I was very clear in like what I would write about what I was looking for. So I didn't get a whole ton of that. I had people trying to test my boundaries and see if I was really going to stay true to that. I did not get a lot of pictures that a lot of people get <laughs> I didn't have a collection and can make an art concept out of. But, you know, they really didn't. Somehow I was able to write a profile that like let people know that, you know, for me, that that was not going to work. You know, the conversation wouldn't continue. So. So, so yeah. the pictures you're talking about, is that like sexting stuff? Yeah. Okay. Or I mean, even just the the proverbial penis pic. So I don't get
2: those.
1: <laughs> Dick, Dick Picks, right. yeah. So that's the thing. Trying to be
3: appropriate.
2: Yeah. Right. So, so. <laughs> so what you're saying is that the people who are maybe getting that might be putting something out there, whether they know that or not. Yeah. That's inviting that in.
1: Yeah. I, I think that what you accept. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think being willing to say exactly what you're looking for and not feel like embarrassed that you're looking for marriage or you're looking for kids, especially as the 41 year old people are kind of, flabbergasted that because they're already you know one marriage in they've got four kids and I said I hope you want more because (laughs) you know if you're if you're going to be with me these are the things that I want still Mm -hmm. and just holding true to that and you know someone out there is going to be game so you just have to find Mm -hmm. out who that person is
3: so you were very specific on your profiles. Well, like This is what I'm looking for. This is
1: I don't think I really got into, you know, children and marriage on there. But then, you know, if somebody was interested enough, mm-hmm. you know, I'd tell them about myself, what I like to do, what maybe not totally what my expectations were. But just I don't know. I think there was enough information for them to get the gist that I'm, I'm not out there to just have frivolous conversations mm-hmm. with people, I think. Anybody that knows me kind of knows that. So when I would go out and date people, they at least had to go that far or the date might end pretty quickly. So, you know, that kind of weeded people out to begin with. So
3: I I think that's really interesting, you know, concept, the dating profile, Mm. because I think you have to know a lot about yourself to be able to portray yourself in this advertisement. That's pretty much what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, you are the, the product per se, and you are advertising yourself and you are trying to attract someone by your words and the pictures that you choose. And and we've helped single people, you know, try to create their profile. And, and that has been kind of fun to do. Right. But I, I think it makes it just so much more difficult in dating.
0: I've, I have been on two different dating apps if you will Mm -hmm. have you ever heard of plenty of fish yes Mm -hmm. yeah well I call it plenty of carp (laughs) (laughs) um, (laughs) I'm not kidding the guys (laughs) because you put in your age range you know and again I have appropriate age range for my age and uh, I'm not kidding they all look like ZZ top. <laughs> and they're just horrific. And it's so funny. So I would send my, I would send up the pictures that people that would respond to me and I'd send it to my friends. I'd say, here's my next husband. And it'd be some grizzly looking. <laughs> and then then they'll you'll see pictures of um, guys with their dogs. Right. You know, their dog. Mm-hmm. Usually not cats, but dogs. Right. You'll even see them with, I, I've been on, um, The big one, um, Match.com. Okay. I've been on that now for almost a year. I've never responded to anybody. I've been more of a watch, a looker, and being educated what's out there. And you'll see men that have their motorcycles Mm -hmm. because in the second part of their life, that's what their wife maybe wouldn't let them get one. Right. And now they have a motorcycle. Look at me, I'm adventurous. Would you ride on it? <laughs> in a former life, my ex-boyfriend was in that business, so I'm very educated into okay. that, but not okay. now. I, I just think that the men that I, I would see would be men that would perhaps take a picture with their dead wife. Now, when I say dead wife, I use that word loosely. Well, you know, somebody they have their arm around a woman that was Hmm. not their mother, Uh and why would you put a picture as their profile of another woman with the guy with his arm around? And then I even got so weird about it. I would look at the background of the pictures, Uh and if you see, you'll see all these houses that are like from the oh the fifties, the Mm sixties, the decorative wood and all that stuff. I get, not snobby, but I mean, I just find it interesting to look at what's out in my pool. Absolutely, And it's it's pretty discouraging, to be honest. It Mm -hmm. really is discouraging because I like to travel. I've traveled to London by myself. I've traveled to Italy by myself and spent two weeks. I went with six girls to Switzerland. I went with eight girls to France. And it's been it's been so much fun. Mm. And these men, I mean, they, they talk about, well, you know, they would just like to go for a walk or maybe maybe go camping for the weekend. <laughs> mm. And <laughs> even when you're specific and you know, you say, Well, I'm not into, you know, the walks in the sunset and the candlelight dinners and you know, the trendy stuff everybody right. always All the always romantic says. stuff. Yeah. But I just think that the pool of eligible men that I think I would be curious about is pretty small within a 25 mile radius and and you would go on these sites and you tell them what whether you want what ethnic types you would you would like mm-hmm. and what's the radius that you would go to mm-hmm. I would get people that I would not choose to date because of whatever. And then um, how far away they had to be. And they you pay for this site and it doesn't matter. I still would get them. I would get people from Florida, people from New York. Um, <laughs> I find that troubling. Yeah. Especially if you go to do all this stuff ahead of time and then.
3: Are, are you? Are you setting your radius like the entire United States? or No,
0: okay. a 25-mile <laughs> radius. Mm. But I'll tell you something else funny. I don't mean to hog that time here. No. This <laughs> um, is... <laughs> last year, my friends were all disturbed. The fact I've been single for so many years. Mm. And I like to have fun. And they thought it was time I met somebody. So they got a matchmaker for me. Oh. And I have a party every year, every year for my birthday. Mm-hmm. And this has gone on for... 20 years. And um, it's a big party. Well, this year they decided to make it the dating game. Oh, are you familiar? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Da, 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 Chuck Woolery, da, right? Da, da, da. Well, before that, it was, um, well, but the, yes. Yeah. And they have, they have the backdrop with the big flowers uh-huh. and then the words dating game. And then the woman would sit on one side in the screen and then the three men would be on the other side. Okay. Well, my friends could hardly wait. I mean, they they got sponsors for this party. Wow. 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 I mean, it was a big who. They rented chairs. They rented microphones. It was most spectacularly planned event. Now I am beside myself, thinking this is it. This is it.
3: That you're going to meet him.
0: I'm going to meet my next husband. That <laughs> <laughs> all my all my restrictions are going to go away. Well, you don't get to see him, you only can hear him. And you know, when, when I said, If I was going out, what what drink would you make for me if we went on a date? And the guy said, Well, I don't drink. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the. I said, If we went to a bookstore and to get a book, mm-hmm. what section would we go to? I thought, Well, if you like cooking, I know I'd, if he wanted to go look at books like that, I would know. Well, maybe he's a good cook or mm-hmm. if he likes mysteries. I like Dateline. So anyway, this guy said, one of them said, I don't read. <laughs> <laughs> and another one said, I would just go to the tennis section and look at tennis books. And I thought, you are a dweeb. <laughs> Did you not pick anybody? though? I had to, pick one. <laughs> you had to pick one. I had to pick one because my friends had bought a, a dinner. out. oh, for really? Two of us. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, who, who was
3: in charge of selecting the candidates? Um, <laughs> okay.
0: Professional person.
3: A professional. Oh, the professional matchmaker.
0: They still um, do that. There is matchmakers. Okay. So. Yeah. But anyway. It didn't, it, it didn't work for right. me, but my friends had the best time. They were putting bets on the table <laughs> and they were, they were holding <laughs> up fingers and there was money exchanging hands and wow. oh, they had the best time. And I was like, oh. when you go around the corner and you, you see who you, have so it's hard when you. Picture a voice and then you see the person. Right. It's a little shocking. Right. It is. Shy. So is it better to see a picture first and make a determination that may not be mm-hmm. correct. Or is it better to talk to somebody?
3: See, that, that's, yeah, one of one of our clients, he's kind of running into that issue. You know, he goes, he has his dating profiles online. He has this look that doesn't match his voice.
0: Well, one time, one time I had this date and we talked for a long time. This is when the Internet was just kind of starting out. Mm -hmm. We talked for a long time and finally we decided to meet. And we I said, let's go meet the Cuneo Museum. So on Saturday, we went there. There wasn't there weren't any cars in the parking lot, but one beater car. And I thought, well, they have such big grounds there. I thought, you know, they're doing work. Anyway, so it was about 150 degrees. So I thought, do I sit in my car and my air conditioning? Do I get out? So I get out, and all of a sudden I I hear this guy, Betsy. I thought, and I turned around, and here's this guy getting out of this beater car. He weighed about 600 pounds. He was pulling an oxygen tank and had the thing in his nose. Oh. And he walked (laughs) towards me and he said, well, you look just like your picture.
3: (laughs) 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 And you don't? (laughs)
0: That was about it. And then we had to go upstairs because they didn't have air conditioning there. Uh, So we had to go up the stairs. Now, my biggest fear when I was pulling the tank up the stairs for him him. was that he is going to collapse and I'm going to have to do mouth to mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. So what I'm saying is that There's another example of only hearing him and speaking and then to see him destroyed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: I I think I'm, I'm a little more adventurous. I'll take the shot, you know, you'll carry
3: the action in tank.
1: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's uh, because you can't know what you don't know. Like Uh I don't worry about what job they, they are doing. Do they have kids? Do they not have kids? For me, it's the connection first. So Mm -hmm. meet them, see what they're like, and you know it or you don't. And, you know, as long as you go in with a frame of mind that, you know, it's just a night or it's just meeting for coffee or something and it's either going to work or it's not, it's it's a good shot. So it's an adventure. Yeah, it's an adventure.
2: How about you for age or what other things might be important? Religions, politics, belief systems.
1: I think I'm. I, I am growing out every single day. So like I, time that I think that I don't really have a style of person, I think the only prerequisite is they have to be kind to people. You know, if I ever saw them like be rude to a waitress, I would, that'd be pretty much it. Deal breakers. Yeah. Or, um, just in general rude or not considerate. Um, doesn't even have to be for me. It, it's to anybody. You know, um, people who are accepting of other uh, cultures and religions and everything—that's that's my my comfort zone. So as long as they're real open, then we can figure out the other details, you know, and see if they can fit. And you know, maybe I'll learn something new too. So I, I like so that.
2: You've had several very long relationships. Mm-hmm.
1: How come they didn't end in marriage? <laughs> <laughs> I am not willing to be in an unhappy unhappy relationship so if it is um someone that um is thinking of it as a ball and chain not really you know seeing it as two people coming together to build something great and it starts to be really constrictive I have a hard time with people pleasing so I'm a member of that family too when I go into relationships um And, and I've been doing a lot of work in the last couple of years to make sure that I keep my boundaries, you know, keep doing for me, keep growing and try not to constrict myself in relationships, which is probably why I've taken about a year off of uh, my last relationship so that I can try to hold on to that and see when I go into the next relationship that it is a partnership and it grows. So uh, yeah, they end because of, you know, the, the paths just weren't meeting. So. Mm -hmm.
2: So you knew in those relationships that they were not going in that direction.
1: Right. Well, I mean, it was pretty obvious. It wasn't like me being the all knowing person, like things were happening, you know, that, that you have to pick up on everything and decide, is this going to make me ultimately happy and continue to be happy? And, and the same for them, you know, if they're not uh, continually happy in the relationship, you just, you don't hold on to it. It's not like, um, you're required to stay there, so it's it's both people coming together and enjoying themselves. So, and once that's done or it can't continue, then you just gotta end it and uh, let both people go out and try it again. So, one one thing that I often say to people who
2: are going through some type of a breakup is, "Oh, you're on the one year plan now," and they look at me terrified, especially women, because you know we have that difficulty of figuring out being alone, right? Mm. And the people pleasing, right? We're totally domesticated like that. I see. Yeah, for one year, you need to become the person you would like to spend the rest of your life with. Mm. And more often than not, after they do that, they find that type of quality in another person that also would like to
1: spend the rest of their life with them. So that one year plan, good job. That's yeah. I I did not foresee that. I I was telling my friends the other day, you know, I just cannot believe that I haven't, you know, gone out on any dates. I didn't, you know, seek anything out. I didn't go on match.com or any of that stuff. And just, it's uncomfortable. But every time I made a step forward and did something for myself or changed like a complete different direction that I just know that I wouldn't have done, like, because I have that ability in a relationship to stop doing my path, Mm-hmm. you know, that I just, I kind of blew up this past year and really branched out mm-hmm. and did everything that was in my abilities to do and made some pretty big decisions during the year. So, and I know if I was preoccupied with a relationship or at least dating, you know, along with everything else that was going on that, you know, I wouldn't be in a fuller version of myself right now. So, yeah, absolutely. And it, and
2: it sounds like, I know for me, and it sounds like for you guys, That when you're younger and you're dating, you're worried about what they think about you. Mm -hmm. But as you get older, you start to think about what you want in them. Right.
1: Yes. Well, and is it going to like what you were saying with the traveling and all of that, that went into my profile when I was doing online dating. Like I go out and I do things and I want someone with me to do those things. Like you can, you can go out and do all sorts of things by yourself and that's fine. However, having someone to share that experience with that would be the icing on the cake. So, you know, they could either, like, let's say I met somebody that was more of an introvert. If they chose to do those things with me anyway, then that's a good thing. But if it was consistently just me going out and them not, I wouldn't like that at all.
3: Why have a relationship?
1: Right.
0: Mm -hmm. That's too separate. Mm -hmm. You know, though, I think as you age, you, I miss things of having a relationship that I was in for so many years with not that long ago. You miss holding hands. Mm. I I go to the grocery store and I watch the couples that are buying groceries in the cart in front of me. I watch to see if who takes out to get the money to pay. Does the man pull out his wallet? Does the woman mm. open her purse? Does she write a check? Does he give the credit card? Does he help pull the groceries out of the cart? Does she unload the cart? Does he just stand there? I When I go out for dinner, I like to watch couples in restaurants. Mm-hmm. I like to see, and again, this, this might not always be true, but the ones that are dating are chatting, they're talking, they're laughing, they're going on. And the ones that are married are on their phones and they don't talk. They just, they just sit there and eat and look around and everything. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know. I think you get real cognizant of your surroundings and what other people are doing. Yeah, you miss hugging. You miss um. You just miss sleeping with someone, not to do anything. Just you miss it. It's a, It's more than just contact. Content. You can miss yeah, that too, though. You do. You do miss. <laughs> you do. You do miss that. And you know you get so much from your family and your friends and mm-hmm. and stuff and your animals, but. That's always something that could happen that you just you just don't know. And you just have to leave yourself open for opportunities. Do you
2: Do you guys have like an idea in your head or a rule of thumb of how long you would date before becoming
1: intimate with someone? I've never been able to pull that off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping I'm hoping I think. No, I, I don't put a lot of concentration. I, I, too, love touch. So, yeah, that's it's hard for me because, you know, I I. Connect with people, you know, just through conversation and everything too. So, but touch is the ultimate, of course. So I think that it has changed, you know, for just in this past year, just, you know, being able to be by myself and everything. Then it's kind of, you have to let the possibility of sex go, (laughs) which is okay. When I am approaching dating now, it's, it's kind of, I'll know when I know, but I'm not going to this is my my guess is I will listen to, you know, what is going on in the process of the relationship rather than just rolling with emotion. That's that's I don't know why or what that'll look like at this point. But, you know, not just jumping to it because we have a connection. Fine. Let's let's go for it. Mm -hmm. You know,
0: trying trying it a little differently would be interesting. Steve Harvey (laughs) says you have to save the cookies you have to save the cookies you're not supposed to give the cookie away right I have heard him say that that's (laughs) great you know I think
2: that that does set up a precedent within a relationship especially you know at this stage of your guys lives like if they think well how often does this happen right away with someone you know and I think it does start with a little bit less trust and I know for us I I think we Mm -hmm. waited I waited more with you than anyone else not that long but it was
3: well. A yeah, I mean, if, 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 I did. Right. if that's right. what starts the relationship mm-hmm. off, then you know, I, I think that it sets a precedence. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and and you're really not connecting with the person, you know, at a, at a soul level. You know, it's just physical, right? Mm-hmm. And and I don't think that men really respect women that you know sleep with them on the first date.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that the same thing for women. I know that I've thought the same thing in the past, that mm-hmm. if they're just going to go for sex right away. Then what kind of relationship would this be? You, you infer a lot of things right. based on how you do start out the relationship. So, right. Well, I mean, as we were it. talking
3: about, you're inferring a lot just by their pictures that they're putting on their profile and the background, and the yeah. background yeah. too. Right. And yeah. and that is true though. Mm-hmm. I mean, a guy that puts a picture with his dog is that he wants to show that he's nurturing You know, he says that he's, he's, he camps, is he looking for a woman who's outdoorsy? You know, it's, it's all just, we all start reading into everything, Mm -hmm. right? And I think dating, it is even more complicated because of all of this stuff now and things have changed, right? And now with technology and now with, with people having to figure out their independent lives, financially, everything, just so many dynamics here that single people have to navigate through.
0: Well, it's hard. You have to make all the decisions for yourself. I mean, I've been doing it for so many years mm-hmm. that I just can't imagine having, you know, like for example, okay, I'm just going to buy a sliding glass door. So I do all my homework now and I ask different people questions. I go online. I I look at different companies. I make a spreadsheet. I'm I'm very thorough about things. And in the past, you know, you look for your husband to give you guidance and um, when i was married i didn't even know where the mortgage was Mm. because i just turned my paychecks over Hmm. and and now i i now i know way too much i know way too much about where every penny goes yeah because i make it happen myself and if i make a mistake well then shame on me
3: does that change the kind of guy that you are looking for then you know, if you meet someone that's very traditional, right? They they're coming from the perspective of "I'm the man, I make the paycheck, I handle everything." I,
0: I I would, you know what? I think my deal would be I would like someone who has his own agenda, who has his own his job that keeps him busy. I wouldn't want to be his whole world. Mm-hmm. I would. I don't need him to call me every hour. I don't need him to be texting me 55 times a day. Um, (laughs) You know, I would want him to have his own busyness. And that, you know, I, so he's not, I'm not his whole world or he's not my whole world, but he's, he's a part. And I don't want to make that sound very clinical, but Mm -hmm. I think it's just because, you know, what we've become, what we've had in our experience. And we know what we don't want to do again.
2: So yeah. the, the youngest you would date is someone in their 60s. How about for you, Rachel?
1: Maybe I would normally say not any younger than 30. And I have not really been interested in anybody older than me. I've done that once. So and and I think it's along the same lines. It's it's energy. So I it's flexible. It depends on the person. If they're if they're ready to get up and go, then then the age won't matter as much than, you know, typically I wouldn't go very young, but I guess it does depend. And, you know, I don't, I don't delve into young people typically that often or, or people that I would say don't have a lot of life experience and you can get that through conversations. So
2: do you guys, do you guys, have you had the experience that age is a factor in how well they are doing at being in relationship?
1: Yeah, I, I definitely relate that. Yeah. I, I think if they've, if they've never been through a serious long-term relationship, I question that. So, and I, I think that the, the more experience you have in relationship, the better you are at it. So, and and somebody that's actually interested in doing relationship well, that would be key. That would be
0: definitely a great bonus. It's too bad that we have all this knowledge as we age and then poof, we're gone. Mm. Mm. You know, I'm so much better now, I think, than what I was. Mm-hmm. And it's too bad because you'd like to think that all your learning experiences, all the hurts you've been through, all the kindnesses, all everything in your life that's made you what you are today, you're learning and learning and learning. And then poof.
3: Yeah.
0: Instead <laughs> of being able to share that. Well, it's just over. hmm yeah. yeah. And it's so sad. It's too bad we can't come back old, and die little <laughs> Benjamin Button. Yeah, yeah. just die <laughs> as little little babies. You know, because you've learned, you've learned so much, and you know, you try to tell your kids things, and you know, they want to hear so much. And I think also
1: when you have all of this knowledge, it can backfire on you because you think that you know what you want, you put all of these rules on it, you have all these profiles you can read into and mm-hmm. look at and you talk yourself out of a lot of opportunities. Mm.
0: I think that's true. Overthink things. I think I hmm. think that's yeah. very true. That's why I said I think you put out in the universe when you put these restrictions, I think right. that definitely pinches some people off, but what do you what do you guys think guys are looking for? <laughs> The big boob thing again. <laughs> <laughs> big boobs <loose> women.
1: <laughs> I think it, it, my ideal person would be looking for the brain. So, you know, I think we tend to categorize most men in with dating websites. You know, those people are, are not your typical part of mm-hmm. society. They're a cross section and there's certain... Types of people on there. Some will be good, some won't. Some have major hang-ups, some don't. But we kind of lump everybody together as we end relationships and say, "Well, they all want this or they all want that." But I tend to keep it in perspective that everybody has their own path and their own frame of mind and what they want in relationship. And I do myself a detriment if I sit there and say, "You know, guys just want." Young girls or they just want, you know, somebody to have kids with or take over their kids if they already have them. You know, I that isn't like my conscious decision over the last couple of years to just try to not put my constraints on like what I think guys are like. I, it doesn't help me. I, I need to meet that person because otherwise I'm I'm it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. I'm only going to find those guys.
3: That's a great perspective to have. Yeah.
0: How delicious is it to meet somebody and you sit down with them and you spend six hours sitting there, water after water, drink after drink, whatever, and you're just enraptured. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How delicious is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those good beginnings. I would like a beginning. <laughs>
2: Our son, who's 20, him and I talk a lot about dating and he says, you know, he has a hard time finding girls now in, in his age range that actually want a relationship and they they are looking to hook up more and mm-hmm. he would prefer to be in a relationship. And we were at the Texas State Fair. And he came up to me and he said, you know, mom, when I was in high school, I always thought it was so weird that these older guys would try to date the girls in high school. And he said, but I'm looking around and I can't tell the difference between a 13 year old and a 25 year old. Mm -hmm. And they all dress. Yeah. 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 And he's like so confused. And he's like, and and for him, he's like, I don't know if I open a door for someone, if I'm harassing them or if I'm being kind, I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble or not in trouble. You know, it's very confusing.
0: Still say, guys should still open the doors for women and mm-hmm. and be polite and be kind. That's not going to get you into trouble. It's when you swat them on the behind and, <laughs> right. and you know, touch inappropriately. That's mm-hmm. the problem. But just to be polite and kind, I think, is still mm-hmm. a good thing. Well, I, I think a lot of guys are confused these days. Yeah.
1: Well, what's the alternative to the kind gesture? You know, then they don't open the door they for you, right. then that moment's lost. Like every opportunity to show the other person kindness.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I think if they can keep that frame of mind, mm-hmm. that's and, the right thing. And with thing anyone. To do. Yeah. yeah. It with doesn't even yes, have to exactly. be just a date, but mm-hmm. yeah, you, you don't know. slam doors in people's faces.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How about paying? Paying for the date? Paying for the date. Oh, I'll tell you a good story. <laughs> 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 when I went out on my date, We had a gift certificate and it was for $50. And um, the bill came and I said to him, how much over is the bill and I'll pay my half. Mm -hmm. And he said, it's $10 over. And I said, okay. So I was starting to dig around in my purse. And then he said, well, do we have to leave a tip? (laughs) And I am like, what? (laughs) Yes, we have to leave a tip. And he said, On the $10 or the $60? Mm. Hmm. Wow. Well, I said the $60. Has he
3: not done this before?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure he has a frame of mind. (laughs) It just wasn't my...
1: And he let you pay your half?
0: No. It was, you know, what, $5? (laughs) No. But when you are saying goodbye and you're standing at the door of the restaurant and you see a... Stealth bomber coming at you with lips.
1: Uh, <laughs> I literally put my hand up in front of my face. You did? Yeah, I did. Wow. I blocked it. You I blocked just, I
0: just it. Got it. Got me. <laughs> I just got the ear.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was because he, he's one of my favorite stories. And I'll give you the short version. He really loves Britney Spears. So we're going back to the car. <laughs> and we're getting getting into, our. he walked me to my car, which is very nice. And he saw it and he said, that's your car. And I said, yes. And he said, why?
3: <laughs> wow. yeah. He insulted you.
1: And then he tried for the kiss and <laughs> Oh, at the back of the hand. So how's, how, how do you handle the paying thing on the first date? I, I'm always ready with money. I always have it with me. And it's the very first date. So I really don't care if they, if, if they had me pay for the whole thing, that might be a little weird. I think I draw the line there. (laughs) How how (laughs) often do you end up paying? Most of the time. Really? I would say my half. Yeah. I don't love it. Um, And I do love the gesture when he just takes care of it. Like that's, so most awesome. of the time
3: guys don't even offer.
1: Yeah, that's that's right. And they wow. allow you to make oh, yeah. they do. Wow. I couldn't even Maybe imagine. Maybe I come that. off across no. as a independent woman or something. I don't know.
3: I, I always
2: yeah. recommend women to, to never pay on the yeah. first date. And you know, to to me, we still are the ones that can get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Even if we're not in that mode of our lives anymore, you know, guys need to learn how to woo. Right. And they've stopped doing the wooing yeah. mm-hmm. and and it creates a long term problem in a relationship that it loses a sexual chemistry. Mm-hmm. And if I
1: if a guy allowed me to pay for half a date, I would never date him again. Well, no that's way. that's the result. Yeah. Like I let them it's it's a social experiment. It, it is something that I I do for myself to make sure I'm not requiring anything. I can take care of the situation if I need to. But if they do choose to pay, it's not like that's not Telling, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, I, I think for the younger guys, though, chivalry is, is kind of dead. And, and scary. And they don't really know. Well, yeah, as I said earlier, I think guys, younger guys are mm-hmm. confused. You know, they don't really know how to act. Mm-hmm. And, you know, blame it on the, the generation before, hasn't taught them, I don't know. But, you know, the Me Too movement, I I, I don't know what the contributing factors are. Mm-hmm. But men aren't forthcoming in that way they don't step up and take responsibility pay you know for the first time or open doors because i i don't think i think maybe they're going to be confronted or challenged or judged for it in some way and and they they're very hesitant a lot of the guys that we talk to
2: yeah and i think too that a lot of guys are raised by women and they just expect women to take care of things (laughs) yeah And so they don't even Mm -hmm. get to that point where it's like, oh, I'm a guy, I'm supposed to
3: do X, Y, and Z. And And they're still at home with their mother and mother's still laying their clothes (laughs) out for them.
0: Well, I was a single parent (laughs) and um, raising my boys and I had things that I had, I said to them that I wanted them to know how to do before they left my home. And um, one of them was they had, because I, I did travel in my job and I was always afraid if something happened to me that they would be able to do okay. So mm-hmm. I taught them how to buy meat in the grocery store. I told them how, how to make a breakfast and a dinner. They had to know how to iron a shirt. They had to know how to treat a woman. They had to know how to be polite and open doors. And mm-hmm. I don't know, I just had a bunch of things that I want to make sure that my boys were good good boys Mm -hmm. and you know being a divorced parent is very difficult Mm -hmm. it's very difficult fortunately in my particular case I've been very blessed by my kids that's awesome that's wonderful because a lot of mothers don't teach them all those all those things about how to how to take care of yourself yeah right so that a woman has to do everything for you that you I think that's the
2: biggest imbalance we see even in long-term marriages where, you know, the guy doesn't really know, want to, or even feel the need to be more contributed, cri-
3: contributory.
2: Yes. <laughs> besides bringing home a paycheck. To go oh, get groceries. To to hold your baby. To
0: change the diapers. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm.
1: I think that's why we always feel like we're looking for the di- like the one diamond in the rough, you know. But... That's the whole point. Like if that's your cup of tea, if that's who you're looking for, then you're willing to wait until you find that person that's willing to go that step further.
2: You know, Christian Northrup, who is a she's a really famous OBGYN that wrote Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom. And she says, you know, dating is like the same thing that happens in the body. You know, the egg just presents itself and all the sperm come running and some (laughs) die and some get lost. And and then she says, you know, but the one (laughs) sperm that does get in the egg The first thing it does is start correcting its DNA. And she says, that's why all the good men are taken because it really, men need women to help them learn some of this stuff. And I think we, we're not so good at dropping the hanky or letting them pay and we give them the idea. Yeah, we'll take care of everything, Mm -hmm. you know? So can men and women be
0: friends? I mean, after sex, after you've had a sexual relationship and you're not involved anymore or just friends in In, in general. general? Oh, I have a lot of men friends that there's no sex involved. It's just friends. And I know a lot about them. They know a lot about me. And it's purely a social thing and a friendship and not a... I absolutely think men can be friends.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I don't think I've uh, delved into it a lot because I, when I'm in a relationship, I didn't want to disturb it so I I didn't have a lot of guy friends outside of the relationship maybe people we mutually knew but on my own having a guy friend and I wouldn't mind exploring that more and I think it's I think everybody now at this age level would be able to do it a lot better than like younger people I think they're they tend to look for the opportunity to to make it more than that so you know just an opinion
3: it's always a very interesting question. And this is kind of reference from when Harry met Sally. Has ever seen that movie? Mm-hmm. Billy Crystal said that men and women can't be friends because sex always gets in the way.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Right. And it, it, whenever we're, we're working with couples or individuals and they start talking about their, you know, opposite gender friends. It, there's always, there's always complications there.
2: And, and. I think it's men that know women and men can't be friends. I mean, you can have a male friend if he's your husband's friend or your girlfriend's husband, but when you try to, and, and you'll think about that with your male, your male friendships, you know, do they come over to your house? you travel with them? There's things you do with your women friends that probably not do with your guy. No, friends. but they're mostly
0: business, business, yeah. business men yeah. who are friends. I think yeah.
3: that's different Yeah, because there is the that boundaries already set. There's a boundary of business that's already set there. Right.
2: But the idea that men are really not going to waste time getting to know you unless they probably want something. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) And women are always so surprised when they think some guy's really their good friend and then they really need him. And he's like, no, you -hmm. just got pregnant or something else happened that I'm not your friend anymore, you know, kind of Mm -hmm. thing. You Mm -hmm. can't count on me for that. Unlike women friends, you know, it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing. I
1: think if they have a relationship, it makes it easier. Like, right. Yeah. If. And, I you, have and one, you know, don't, and you know her. But yeah, you know that they have a situation. Then you know, you know where the boundary is and hold the line, and then you can chat and talk, and everything's well. But yeah, I think when everybody starts blurring the lines or maybe gets involved with married mm-hmm. people, like that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's way too much uh, complication.
2: <laughs> if you could give advice to someone that's, you know, in the same position you guys are in, what would
1: you say to them? I'd say, continue to be hopeful and see it as an opportunity to keep growing. You know, if you constantly think that every relationship is going to end, I mean, that's, you know, just like life, everything has to end at some point. So worrying about the ending before you've even begun Mm -hmm. is is not going to get you your result you're looking for and kind of like the putting into the universe thing. So just keeping perspective that what you want, you do have the ability to have, you know, you just have to be willing to put in the time and the energy into either, you know, being open to the possibility, You know, growing. You can't sit in your house. You're never going to find anybody if you're sitting in your house. So
0: just get out there and give it a shot. What I would tell someone my age or my younger self. Either one. Yeah. I would tell my, my younger self, if I had it to do over again, perhaps not to get married until you're older and go out and have some experiences. Because I went right from my parents' house to a marriage. So that was interesting. To my my peers, I don't know, a lot of us, because um, I'm in a book club with some ladies, and um, I think a lot of us are are pretty strong women who like ourselves, which I think is huge. Mm -hmm. If you don't like yourself, it's zero. But it took a long time to get like that because you feel when you've had some failures in your life and people have pointed them out to you, you feel like, um, wow, you know, I'm not worth anything. You know your self esteem just goes down the tubers, and and I think that you, can after you've made some accomplishments, whatever they are, whether it's your job, whether it's your friendships or whatever, I think that that helps bolster you up to get through. You know, let's face it, we all get lonely. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to think that if I sit home on a Friday and Saturday night, that I can't ever be lonely. I can be married. People can be lonely too. I can be. Yeah. It's 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 how I choose to use that time. I'm a big reader. I like to color. I love to color. Yeah. I make jewelry. I, I have a huge jewelry room. I go down and I I work on my jewelry. So I have a lot of a long time, but it's not. I don't think of it as. Sitting in my house with a lap robe and my cat is on my lap. And, <laughs> you know, I don't think I'll ever be that person. Yeah. Ever.
2: What What was the most impressive thing a guy did for you on a date? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's big size. <laughs> yeah. Grandiose gestures, you know, I've had where they're they're kind of overdoing it. So you're not recommending that. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the the couple of dozen roses the next day after a first date kind of thing. Like that's that's a little overkill. Best of intentions, but you know. Comes off desperate. Yeah. Yeah. Or sadistic. or just, you know, what's what's now the expectation? Mm. You know, they're they're feeling something that maybe I'm not there yet, or right. I know I wouldn't be. It's the first date. It's the small gestures like you were talking about earlier. I just love when they pull out a chair or the active listening. That's my favorite. So sitting there and actually taking it in, asking questions, adding their experience. Hands down, best dates are always that. The person that just wants to show a good time is not as um, effective or meaningful as somebody that can sit down and have a true conversation with you. So that I think it's the, the grandest gesture. Just is being present. Being present, yes, absolutely.
0: I think mine was um, getting off an eight hour flight to go up to Alaska. And after three different flights to get there, it was always, it's always such a long day. And having a Diet Coke in the car. And this is a little thing, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. having a Diet Coke in the car. And I'd get there and to his house and there'd be some little flowers he picked off the roadside. You know, it wasn't necessarily something that he had to buy, but just Mm -hmm. some little, little gesture thing. And for me, I think what's important is that when you speak to someone, they look at you when you're talking. Mm. And some of us talk more than other people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I get that. I get that. I just think that's so important because how rude is it when you're with someone and they're looking around, or you're at an event and you know the person you're speaking with isn't even listening to you, and they're already thinking about what they're going to say. Right. Mm-hmm. We put down the cell phone too.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we have right. a rule.
0: We have a rule. When I go out with my grandgirls, mm-hmm. um, the phones have to go in the center of the table, and I'll say, if I come out here to visit you. I don't want you guys texting or getting phone calls. When I leave, whatever you'd like to do is mm-hmm. is fine.
1: That's actually a gesture I do on every day is I will have the phone on silent and I put it away. It does not mm-hmm. come out until yeah. the date is done.
3: Mm-hmm. They actually have a term for that now. What is it? Fubbing. Fubbing? Fubbing. Fubbing. Yeah. When you snub someone with your phone.
0: Oh, right. <laughs> wow. Who termed that?
3: Uh, it was uh, in Australia. There was, I don't know, a researcher remember. or something. Yeah. I don't know. But, but yeah, it, it's a very big problem it's because big what problem. you're saying in your conversation with this person is you're not important right now. What's important is the other person on the other end of the phone. Hmm. Yeah.
2: You know, we, we also talk about, you know, what's the first thing you touch in the morning? and we're usually talking to couples about this but oh, everybody
0: says your phone their phone, phone. Mm-hmm.
2: and you know it really sets a tone for your day and if you remember when you were a child and you would wake up and sort of look around the room and just sort of be for a little bit and we're so quick to uh, and then oh it's in your face and what's in your face something not important that mm. seems very urgent or whatever but it just takes you off on tangents and we have such a hard time being present in our lives that you know, you would think that should be an unspoken rule to go on a date and be present and pay attention to the person sitting <laughs> yeah. in front of you. But yeah, we have so much distraction, including you can't go in a restaurant without 30 TVs in your face. Mm-hmm. And, and it's such a bombardment and it's so distracting. Mm-hmm. And so we have all of all of this, you know, I call it like fast food stuff it's just in your face, in your face that you never really get down to the good meal.
0: What would you say to a future partner? Let's love each other for who we are, not who we want the other person to be.
1: You're in it for the long haul if you're going to date me. I, I don't date serially. So whoever it is that wants to spend time with me, be willing to consider that this could continue. That's awesome. Cool. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, guys, Betsy, Rachel. I want to thank you so much for being on the podcast today. We really wholeheartedly thank you.
2: You know, we get wounded through relationship and we heal through relationship and people have been sharing their stories since the beginning of time. And We hope that by you guys sharing your stories, it's enriched your lives and the lives of our listeners.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
3: And again, for all of you listening out there, if you have any questions or topic suggestions, please feel free to leave a comment or look us up online at couplesynergy.com. Until next time, synergize your life, synergize your love.
2: You have been listening to Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean Katkodian. Couple Synergy was recorded, edited, and produced by Dr. Ray and Jean Katkodian, along with organizational director Calvin Javier. And marketing coordinator Bridget Reese. Voiceover and music entitled Breathe and Let Go was recorded and composed by Gina Gonzalez.